This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock and co-host Kevin Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian and Kevin at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. All right, folks, welcome to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowershawk. As the announcer said, you can call us here, as the announcer said, at 1-888-344-1170, as we're talking everything automotive today. My co-host, Mr. Kevin Bowershawk, over there looking for the show inside his phone right now. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> That's what I figured you were doing. So I'm having a heck of a time with this water lid. Okay, got that all handled. All good stuff. So, uh, yeah, appreciate y'all joining us this morning here on Auto Talk Radio. Give us a call, though. Anything automotive-related, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We're happy to talk to you. What are you talking about belts today? You don't know because you haven't found the show, but I have it in front of me, and we're talking about belts today. So um, how important are belts? Belts are very important. Especially when one comes off your car. It's never good. So, But there's a lot of things that can go wrong with belts. And uh, a lot of things we should be looking for on belts, and they should be inspected regularly. So we're going to take a, a good look at belts and all the great things that go along with them and uh, everything else. Anything uh, exciting going on in the shop? Uh, um, you just put a tranny in a big monster Jeep I saw yesterday, right? Yes. Yeah, big old four-wheeling. Man, the tires on that thing got to weigh 200 pounds apiece. Yeah. Humongous. I want to say they're like 44s or something. They're big. Yeah. Yeah, and they're big. I mean, that thing's a rock-climbing beast. It's got like one-ton axles under it, I saw. and That dude's got more money in that thing than most people have in their houses. <laughs> probably, I, I bet that's where a $100,000 Jeep easy, man, or not, maybe more. You think more in that thing? Way more. Yeah, he's got he's got that thing. Uh, yeah. That, that, the, the worst part about something like that is there's always a weak point. I don't care what you do. Dude, there's always something that could break on it. Yes. Yeah, so... Which is u- unique on that one as uh, um, he's r- running it. It's a uh, it's an automatic. I th- I think if I was building one of those and wanted to be back in the day, remember we used to do San Diego Jeep Jeep Club stuff. Those rock crawler guys, Dave had one, and all everything was standard and built hardcore. <laughs> it just stood up better. Well, nowadays the transfer cases and stuff they run i mean I, they've always made these transfer cases but i mean like that jeep has like a six seven thousand dollar transfer case in well it. yeah and it, it's probably an it, is it an atlas world yes yeah but yeah. the thing is is the transfer case takes most of the abuse and the transmission doesn't really do much work at that point yeah so it, it all the still, gearing, all that stuff is hard on an automatic doing it most yeah. of them are automatic anymore though yeah are they yeah mm. Because in the old days, remember they were all standard. Well, yeah, that was the way to go up, back they could then. Take a lot of abuse. But back then, their three-speed automatics that they ran on them really weren't. I mean, some of them had the four hundreds in them, but most of them didn't. The little yeah, three-speed, the little yeah. three-speeds they ran in them though, the planetaries weren't very big on them, and they tend to break really easily. Yeah. The newer ones. Uh, what uh, what tranny's that thing got in it? It's uh, got that forty-two RLE. Oh, it's a forty-two. 
Uh-huh. So, I mean, but the thing is, is they got it now where the transfer case handles most of the abuse and the transmission don't handle it. So it's. Well, those those Atlas transfer cases, those World Atlas transfer cases, are, are amazingly built. Oh yeah, stout. And I don't know if uh, I don't know I don't know how they I don't know how they warranty those. Things. I know they charge a pretty penny because they take care of you when you buy the thing. So yeah, I yeah I don't, but I don't know if uh, most off road stuff, just like most racing stuff, ha- has a tail light warranty. When tail lights are out of sight. If you have any tail lights, then you're out of warranty. And sometimes them guys charge enough that they're like, "Okay, just send it back, and they'll fix it real quick and send it back out because they made enough money on it." To... <laughs> oh, I, you like you said, I, I bet that's a six, seven thousand dollar transfer case, easy to buy. Yes, I would, I would think. Yeah. So, well, shoot the axles on that thing alone. Dana sixties. I know, but they're custom built for that thing. Whoever manufactures those for those they're probably Jeeps. the same thing a piece, maybe more. Maybe. I, I, I see some of those ten, twelve thousand dollars a piece. It could be. Yeah. So you're right. He just, just in, uh, just, just in, uh, um, because don't they in axles and and uh, just in front and rear axles, uh, and housings complete and all that, and transfer case. He's probably got thirty thousand dollars wrapped up just in that part. Well, just think about this. That Jeep probably went. It's a four door. Probably went what sixty brand new. Sixty grand, probably yeah. There you go. And then the tires and the rims and the. Oh, not in all the other stuff on there. I mean, the thing's rigged up, right? All, all the tie bars, all the, you know, I mean, oh, it, yeah. uh, the links, suspension stuff. Four link. And yeah. So, you know, everything is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. That's I. That's probably a good hundred and fifty to hundred and sixty thousand dollar Jeep easy. Yes. Yeah. So with, if you include the cost of everything on it, maybe more. I don't know. So, yep. It's got a full roll cage in it. Yeah. Totally tricky. When that was, that's all custom welded in, right? Yes. Yeah. Not cheap. Totally tricked out. Yeah. So, but and but he actually, I, I, it's it's not a, uh, it's it's not an asphalt runner. It's it's not a mall parking lot jeep. It's not a mall crawler. <laughs> a mall crawler. <laughs> we used to call it ones that never go off road. We used to call them mall crawlers. Uh, this guy actually uses this jeep. He does without question. He takes it out and that's the thing. Beat. He probably breaks it every time he takes it out too. Well, that's what happens. That's like, like racing. Yep. It's when, going, even when you put that much money in it, you're still going to break it. So I didn't, don't warranty race car stuff. No. You know, you always explain to people if you're getting in, you're getting into that field. Uh, yeah, you don't. You got to expect to be spending money all the time. But even race car stuff like asphalt racing, it, it isn't nearly as hard on them as like the trophy trucks and the raw and the raw crawling because there's a lot of jerking and yeah. Just a lot of extreme situations you put it through, but but it's still, um, without question, I mean, asphalt race. You, you still put the car is run hard at its edge for a period of time, yes, which is way harder on anything than than like your normal daily driver car. I know what I was just thinking about a trophy truck is pushed to its limits and then it's launched into the air. It's always <laughs> in the air, exactly. Those break a lot. Those break a lot. Those break a lot. So, well, remember the. Uh, we did some stuff uh, for the all German guys. They, they, uh, Martin and them used to uh, um, um, do all the Baja racing and all that stuff. He didn't still they? Does. He didn't, still does. He does it under his tool company now, th- though. Yeah, that's right. And he, but uh, um, I think he's doing something different than than what what they were racing. They're racing something different, I believe. I, I, I don't know for sure. Remember the one chase truck uh, they brought back? They towed back because the transmission quit moving. 
on it, and and that thing had been jolted so hard. Remember, the only thing that was wrong when he pulled the pan off the filter had 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 uh, been knocked out of the. It was an E four O D. Yeah, it, the filter had been knocked out, and the thing was aerating, so it wouldn't. It didn't have any hydraulic pressure. That's all. Put it back together, and they sent it right back down to the Baja <laughs> to, to run after the other truck. So that's rough stuff on it. That was a simple fix, but I mean, you can get obviously you beat those trucks up. There's no question about it. Oh yeah, it's definitely a uh, it's definitely a type of racing that uh, involves a lot of money. It doesn't. Well, well all, first, all racing involves a lot of money. No, no question. In well, that. well, first of all, in them trucks, when you start out, I think you want to. You're gonna you're gonna spend at least a million dollars just to build your truck. No, you spend a lot of money. You do, man. The motors in them are crazy expensive too, and. So like it's, a a, it's a race car for off-road. I mean, that's what it is. Let's be honest. So they, they go at full speed flying through the desert, you know, so, but some cool stuff. It's not, it's not, it's not like Ivan Stewart. You remember back in the day, Ivan Stewart, I had almost a stock F or F-150 and then he did the Toyota for a while. <laughs> yeah. Them, I don't the, think those were stock. Them, yeah, but it was pretty close to stock, dude. You know, I'm surprised his kidneys are still in his body. Oh, you're talking suspension wise. Yes. They didn't have the stuff they have now. I was gonna say they built the heck out of the motors and stuff for those things and the and the, the axles and the Well even like you look back in the days of Earnhardt starting out in NASCAR, dude, them cars were pretty much stock too. They I were. mean they went in and cut out some fenders and, you know, did this or did that, but yeah. Well, we definitely didn't have the technology. Absolutely. Well, not. besides that, racing started out as a family sport anyways. Let's face it. Now, you know, that's way gone and well, they still. Well, you still have that. I mean, you can go, uh, but not not NASCAR. You're right. You, so you get out. I mean, the Barona Speedway, places like that. I mean, they still have. You know, the dirt track. Dirt stuff. track. Good, yes. Good stuff. Good stuff to go watch. But you're still going to spend some money on your dirt track car because you got to buy a late model car, which somebody still wants decent money for it when you're buying it. Oh, dude, there everything's expensive. Exactly. No, no, no question. So it's not like it used to be where you went down to the wrecking yard, just pulled a car out, and said, "Let's go." Put my put my five hundred dollar motor in it, and well, well, you can do that if you run in the Smash 'em Up Derby. So, anyway. actually, no, because even them guys run. You know, them. The funny thing is, is I uh, I acquired an old station wagon not long ago, well, a while ago now, and the guy. It was funny because I ended up with that station wagon for one hundred fifty bucks because I bought a couple other cars from the guy, and the guy Derby runner was like, he wanted that car because it had leaf springs in it. Oh, and he's like, look, I'll give you a thousand bucks for the car right now. Because what they did is they had a motor they built. Uh-huh. They're going to drop and, in the thing. Well, and that's what they would do. And they pull, after they killed the car, they pulled the motor back out. There's a way to do it. So, I mean, as long as the, them yeah. guys are still spending money, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. But not like, I mean, it's it's not crazy money. Like, obviously, I mean, shoot. You talk, talk about NASCAR and stuff like that. That's ridiculous amounts of money. Cool to watch. Ridiculous money, though. But uh, that's why you get all those sponsors, and they put their name all over, and they donate to your team so that you can keep a... Uh, and I forget what those engines cost, and they they usually have two or three of them with them at least. So a lot of money. So anyway, we sidetracked on racing, but all good, all kinds of racing, uh, all automotive related for sure. So uh, good stuff, you know, things we do with cars, no question. Um, this morning, like talking about belts uh, on your vehicle, how important are they and should you have them checked? Well, yeah, they're really important, and you should have them checked regularly. Uh, a qualified technician, every time you service your vehicle, should be putting an eye on it as far as oil services. Um, what we do during inspections, for sure, uh, is take a good look at them. Uh, you're all ready to go on a trip. You plan for a while. Friends, family, etc. Had the vehicle checked out. Is it ready to go? Question mark. Today we're, we're talking about belts and how important they are. 
you lose a belt on a vehicle these days. Uh, on older vehicles, used to be B belts, right? Yeah, two or three of them. Maybe four on some cars. Some ran like separate AC, you know. Some of those Chryslers had like four different belts on them. I remember some of the Buicks too and stuff. Olses. Um, a lot of cars had three belts on them, three V belts. So um, we've gotten away from that now. Now we uh, run the uh, multi-grooved V belt or micro V as they call it, which said them. Those belts are pretty strong. They're a lot stronger than they used to be, right? They last a lot longer. You have to. They just very... don't wear because they have more. They have more contact surface. That's why. Well, you know what? They don't crack as much as they used to. They don't. There's a lot of things. But you know what you know what you people always say like oh the belt's fine so the way you check the wear on those belts though is a little depth gauge because the the micro V's wear there's actually a lot of transfer of of material as you're aware of Kevin and and I'm aware of um, the belts wear the that in the grooves get deeper and the belt sits down and has less contact surface and uh, so that's that's one of a problem uh, with a the belt they do wear still. And that's what needs to be looked at, and, and, and you're not looking at the same. Before, we used to, the V-belts, you know, they'd crack really bad. That's what we were looking for and stuff like that. And they do that usually long before too much transfer of material even. So just just one of those things. Now you have to check them different. You have to use the depth gauge. and uh, Now you can't really see it by eye. You have to use that gauge just to check it. It's Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, there's not you, by eye you know the only thing you can see by eye is some of the things that will cover which the glaze like glazing of the back of the belt things like that you can start to see but uh we'll get deeper into that uh give us a call here folks anything automotive related 1-888-344-1170 that's 888-344-1170 you listen to auto talk radio on the answer and k praise we're going to take our first break here and we'll be right back after these messages There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock, and the house of me and my co-host, Kevin Bowersock. Talk a little bit about racing cars and different things. And main topic today is belts, but we'll talk to you about anything automotive-related, as you know. We love to, so 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170 this morning. Here on The Answer and K-Praise, Auto Talk Radio's home. I do want to remind folks, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, which consists of West Escondido Automotive and Transmission up at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido. AAA approved and star certified for over 28 years, taking care of folks up there in North County. Along with West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission out at 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon. AAA approved and smog certified out there, taking care of folks for over seven years in East County. And West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, 8027 Balboa Avenue, right in central San Diego, AAA approved and smog certified, 
taking care of folks over there for over four years now. And uh, our newest facility, West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, 5726 Miramar Road and Eastgate Mall, right across the freeway from where we're sitting now. AAA approved and star certified for smog, taking care of folks. Uh, we're passing our two-year mark over there since uh, uh, Dan folded in with us, Miramar 76, and made a part of the West Automotive Group. Um, all of us at the West Automotive Group, uh, myself, my employees, come together to bring you uh, Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason. We all believe in the same philosophy. That is, we never put money ahead of people. What that means to us, we never recommend a service repair to you that we would not recommend to our family members. So, taking care of you folks out there with your cars. That's what we do. Stop in to have your vehicle service repaired and find out what quality automotive service repair is all about for sure. We're here to take care of you. The West Automotive Group is also proud to offer six months no interest for your vehicle service and repair needs on approved credit, of course. But uh, we have several arms to try to get you helped out. Those cards are great to have. Get a West Automotive Group card. You can reuse it any time for the no interest. Six months no interest. It sa- saves you a lot of trouble. Also uh, gives you options when you uh, need to get a vehicle repaired. Keep you on the road because we all know we need the cars to do what we need to do, right? Yes. That's very important. Uh, you can also uh, get in and take advantage of our CertiCare transmission diagnosis uh, along with our free shuttle rides to or from work or home. And low-cost rental vehicles at all four locations. You can uh, go to westautomotivegroup.com. That's westautomotivegroup.com. Check us all out. And you also can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We send tips out, automotive great stuff all the time uh, uh, for folks. Um, also, you'll find out about our next segments, uh, the Automan segments and Auto Talk Radio, etc. All put out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can uh, also click on Auto Man segments there and go right to the Auto Man page where you can, uh, YouTube channel where we post all the Auto Man segments where I'm the Auto Man on the CW and Fox uh, 5 News. Check those out if you missed one and didn't see it on the news. They're all posted there on our, our channel. And you can get right there th- from westautomotivegroup.com. Just click on the Auto Man. Uh, you can also click on Auto Talk. It'll take you to that page where all of our, uh, um, Segments are, are left there, podcasted, and you can pick them up for free. No no question about it. Listen to any ones that you missed. Um, great stuff. So that's uh, westautomotivegroup.com. You can also make appointments, et cetera, from there to get into our store, any one of our four stores, and we'll get you helped out. Um, you can email me also anytime at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. But this morning, give us a call, 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. And we'll answer any of your automotive questions. Um, so, yep. Let's grab Chuck in El Cajon real quick. Good morning, Chuck. Hi, Brian. Um, I just bought a 2020 Nissan Altima. It's got about 28,000 miles on it. Um, Boy, I got that's it a lot inter- of miles for one for one year. Well, it was, it's actually two years old. But okay. I bought it through Enterprise. Who oh, I work okay. for. I, I gotcha. Okay, cool. It's a Randall, Randall. They had a 109-point inspection on it, supposedly. But uh, when I back up on it, I uh, got a high-pitched you know, squeal. And I've heard different things about it. That somebody says it's, it's a common problem with these, and the warranty won't cover it. Uh, somebody else says it's telling me that the brakes are worn down, and that high-pitched squeals to tell me that they're worn down and I need to replace them. And I'm wondering what what you know about it. Well, I mean, I've seen the brakes on those uh, make some noise, um, but I, I I don't think it's a. I mean, I we don't see a lot of them that make. Are you familiar with that, Kevin? Sometimes the sensors are drag. I mean, I, I, 
does it kind of go away when you let your foot lightly rest on the brake pedal instead of all the way off of it? Yeah. If I just pump them lightly, it won't squeal. But if I hold it down, it will. Yeah, it's the it's the brake. So, and on some of those, depending on the pads, uh, uh, um, you we can change up the the type of pad and in material because there's different options. Obviously, uh, just depends. So, some of those ceramic pads, and that probably what came on that car, uh, um, may not be uh, um, the best option for that vehicle. So, therefore, it's making making some noise. Um, but or probably worn then. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be. So I mean, the best thing is get it looked at. If there's plenty of pad, and and there's no safety issues, and you're you're not concerned about the so much about the noise line. I mean, it is how bad is the noise? It's just irritating. I just bought the car like three weeks ago, and and you know when I'm backing out of my driveway, the neighbors are hearing it, and they know I just got the car. And they're like, <laughs> well, you know, it's just embarrassing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a safety issue, but it's something I just bought it. I want. I don't want it, and I don't know if the warranty would. It's still got warranty on it, factory warranty. I don't know if that would cover the brakes because I know that's a wear issue and yeah, they, they don't generally they cover don't, that stuff. Yeah, they typically don't cover brakes. And if there was no safety issue with it on something like that, they just say, well, yeah, it's an inconvenience. But, and, you know, there's no safety issue. So, um, so but it'd be best to get, get it looked at, you know, just just to make sure that that's what's causing it. And like I said, you know, um, often uh, sometimes, uh, too, you know, some of the lubrication on the backing side of those causes noise things like that so it just just depends on exactly what's going on be best to just get it looked at yeah uh do you, most people do free brake inspection um we do you can come in for the 40 point in that and 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 yes if we're looking for a noise though and we have to spend some time to do so we often do charge for that so okay it just just depends on what but i just a brake inspection to look and check the thickness of the pad stuff like that yes we include that with our triple a 40 point no charge um, but, uh, if we start looking for something, then it, it takes them a bit of time and we do charge for that. So it just depends. Right. I understand. All right. Well, thanks a lot. No problem. Hey, thanks for listening. Have yourself a wonderful, safe weekend. Sure. You too. Bye. Take care. Um, good point though, to separate those out as far as a break, break, inspect, a break inspection is just visually checking the, the, the pads, rotors, things like that. Start diagnosing, looking for something that's a little, little bit more timing, uh, um, that Inclusive. car could need brakes too, because yeah, it could. I yeah. mean, because he said it wasn't Interpol's thirty thousand miles, and from the rear, and the rear of those Nissans tend to wear pads. Well, I'm thinking too, because a lot of times when people rent cars, there's a lot of in-town driving on them, so it probably did get a lot of braking on it, though. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Well, I was just thinking, you know, he said it's 2020, so it's yeah, year and a half heading up to two years old. But uh, the thing about it that I was thinking was like in 2020, no, where was anybody driving? That's why. But being a rental car, that's why it. Yeah. So okay, yeah, yeah. I, get, I get it. But but I, that's a lot of driving, even for a, you know, even if it's two eh, two years, I guess 14,000 miles a year. But it, my my thought to that was in 2020 with the COVID thing that there's a lot of people that weren't driving hardly at all. So it was more, that was them solved. Nissans at uh, like places like Enterprise and stuff, they get rented out a lot because they're they're like they're just up above their lowest line. So, I mean, you know, people can still be comfortable in them and not have to pay a premium price to drive the car. So that car probably did get rented out. It probably didn't sit on the parking lot that much. That's what I'm getting at there. Probably true. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely one of the cars that they uh, um, tend to rent a lot. It's kind of like their mid, mid-size or, or Yeah, exactly. Size. Exactly. I totally agree. All right, let's grab our Rob real quick. Good morning, Rob. Morning, guys. How you doing? Doing awesome this morning. How about yourself? 
doing pretty good. Not bad for Saturday morning. Say, I got a 2011 Mercedes E350, mm-hmm. and I just got a diagnosis. Um, the, 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 the vehicle uh, threw a check engine light, and I started noticing some slight hesitation on acceleration, mm-hmm. uh, a little rough idle. And coincidentally, I ran the car out of fuel about a week ago. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But anyway, uh, I got a diagnosis for a failed or failing fuel pump and fuel sending unit. And I'm just wondering, you know, is there is it just a coincidence that, you know, and the car has 84,000 miles on it. So okay. you know, at least from what I read, these, these pumps are supposed to last like 150,000 miles. Um, could that have anything to do with it? You know, running the, the the fuel tank dry, and and just to save you the trouble of saying it, I know I'm an idiot. I ran the car out of gas. <laughs> it's happened to all of us, trust me. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, I I've I've heard at least you know in older vehicles, you know, you take the tank down a little too far, you're you're pulling sediment into the lines, and you know, especially with you know fuel injected vehicles, you might you might uh, gunk up the fuel lines or something. Is it just coincidence or what? Well, let's be honest with each other. I mean, number one today, fuel is not great like it used to be. I mean, there's a lot of additives in it and stuff that definitely affect all the components in the fuel system over time. Um, number two, a big uh, thing about these intake fuel pumps, run it, run them. I, I don't think you probably didn't pick up sediment, and that probably wasn't the problem. Uh, but I, I do caution folks about uh, running tanks low we see a lot more fuel failures with people that that tend to not fill up and i it's probably not what you do but we see a lot of younger people that that you know put ten dollars in and drive ten dollars in and drive well the problem when you don't keep those pumps submerged most of the time is the fuel actually keeps them cool that's what it does because they're submerged in it when you run a tank glow all the time on fuel it's not so much a sediment thing it's that that pumps tend to run hotter and they fail early we've found that now with and, and it goes from every vehicle i mean from mercedes to chevy pickup trucks to to whatever um this is probably just a coincidence that it failed um as far as that goes do you usually keep i, I mean how long have you had this car uh, i bought it used so I, i've only had it about uh you know maybe a year and a half and gotcha. and I don't I you know my wife's guilty of, of 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 doing what you just described you know she'll put like 3 bucks in the tank and, and you know <laughs> I don't know why people do that well I I I mean I'm I'm just, <laughs> I I know why some younger people do it. they don't have any money so that is but uh I, I, and then I know other people that just don't want to wait to fill the tank up they're in, <laughs> so I don't like yeah. it's like well, I, I I I'm not I'm not guilty of that so that's you know I, I, that's why I can't understand, you know, like 80, 84,000 miles and the, you know, the pump is already going bad. And it's just, you know, and I know that th- this is like the third uh, Mercedes that I've had. And I've had, uh, I had, a, I had an 04 and I had an 06 and those were, th- those had notorious uh, uh, fuel tank and, 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 you know, leaky fuel pump it's unit just, problems. And yeah. on, on both of those vehicles, I had the manufacturer replace the tank and the whole, the whole assembly on there. But they're telling me that, um, that there's nothing covered through the manufacturer on, on, on this vehicle. So Correct. I'm stuck with uh, an estimate to get a fuel pump and the fuel sending unit replaced. And just curious yeah. what your, you know, your take well, is on that. I, what I would probably say on this most likely is um, I don't think it's related really on, on running low. What I would probably say is just a 
opponent that failed early. I mean, every not I and it's not a common thing on that that model. And this, like I agreed with you, you know, usually get over one hundred fifty thousand miles out of them. Every now and then we get we get a one draw car that that w- some component fails on it. You know, that's not not a a regular thing we're seeing all the time. So uh, I think they just you, were unlucky on this fuel pump. Probably okay. That's just probably what it was, you know. And the other only other part we don't know is how the other person uh, drove the car and fueled it and stuff like that that had it before you. So that's okay. another another thing we don't know. So which could um, be a, a detriment on its pe- length of life. Also, you know, like we were talking okay. things things that people do short fueling them and stuff. So it's hard hard to say. Well, hey, I have one one other question about mm-hmm. brakes, if, if you don't mind me asking. Sure. Uh, so my brake linings on this vehicle are are within spec. There there there's plenty of uh, linings on them, but you know when I'm there's they're very grabby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not you know the, the vehicle doesn't come to a smooth stop, and I suspect that maybe the brakes were changed out at some point in time without the rotors either having been resurfaced or or, or replaced. Is that is it is it likely that the rotors are why I'm feeling this um, you know. Yeah, it could could be rotors if they just slap pads on them. Also, could be the quality of pads they put on them. I mean, e- there's all kinds of options. Off the, obviously, aftermarket when doing something like that. And if you get somebody that's trying to save some money or stuff or something like that, we we find like issues like that on cars all the time. You know, so um, take a good look at them and and see you know see how the pads are wearing in that. But uh, yeah, when you just put pads on a rotor, and obviously those those rotors uh, on German cars. When we do brakes on those, we replace pads and rotors. Um, as I'm sure you're well aware, have owning Mercedes and, and items like yeah. that. But some people do just put pads on them. The problem with that is the rotors actually wear. People don't really realize, and there's highs and lows all over them. So when you slap pads on them, then you get funny braking issues, noises, things like that that happen. So um, yeah. I, I would suspect that. I'm sure they have been replaced at least once with 89,000 miles on it. So Yeah. Probably. That's what I figured. Probably right before you got it, too. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my luck. All right. Well, listen, thanks a lot, guys. Have a great Saturday. Appreciate oh, you do the same. Thanks for listening. Be safe and right. enjoy. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. All right, folks, we're going to have to take our last break here. Great call, though. Um, give us a call, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego and K-Praise. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, good morning, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. On the answer, San Diego and K-Praise. As we're here bringing you automotive enjoyment. Sure. Give, sure. <laughs> give us a call, 1-888-344-1170. We're also talking about belts and everything else. So anything automotive related, 1-888-344-1170. Do want to remind folks that Auto Talk Radio is also brought to you by Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. 
Interstate batteries are the highest quality batteries out there and the choice of professionals when it comes to automotive-related needs, for sure. If you, need a v- uh, uh, if you need a vehicle, if you need a battery for your vehicle, jump on westautomotivegroup.com, make an appointment, get in, we'll get you an interstate installed. We do not stock nor sell anything else when it comes to uh, uh, automotive-related batteries, for sure. Uh, they are the highest quality out there, without question. You can find them in all our vehicles and uh, wouldn't use anything else. So westautomotivegroup.com and make an appointment, get in for your uh, battery needs on your vehicle. If you need a battery for any other need, they have the highest quality batteries for everything else also. Uh, you can check them out at 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar or in La Mesa at 70th University. Interstate batteries, battery for every need. Good stuff. Anyway, talking about belts, right? Yep. 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 What about belts? They should be checked once a year at least. Minimum. I would check every oil change, but yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. I Since mean, we run like 5,000 miles now on oil changes. I mean, honestly, right now, people, the way they're driving, they're not driving much. I'm assuming they're going to start driving more now that we get. There's but, a lot. But there are a lot more people driving than you think. Roads have been pretty busy these days. I actually just, you know, the Friday was really, it, the last couple of weeks, there has been a lot of traffic. Yep. Compared to. Um, there's a lot more people out on the road for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, well, I just noticed like I was coming back from, I forget where I was coming back from. Uh, um, anyway, it was in the afternoon the other day. I, oh, I was coming. I, you know what? I went and it said something I did this week. I, I renewed, uh, five, four of my ASEs. So I went and did that. And uh, in the afternoon, and I was coming back, and uh, um, the 15 was backed up quite a bit. Right there, you know, where it, it's probably like 4 in the, 4.30 in the afternoon. You know how it gets so congested at the 15 and 78 there heading out towards Temecula? Right. Uh, man, it was backed up like the old days. It really was all the way down past North County Fair and everything. So I was like, there, that's how it used to be. So I haven't seen a whole lot of that. And talking about ASCs, ASCs are changing their test again. To what? I don't know. There for a long time was almost the same test every time I went back. It was different this time than five years ago that I took these because I did electrical. What did I do? I did electrical. Um, I did heating and air. I did diesel, light, light diesel. Um, and what was the other one that I did? Um, hmm. Interesting. I don't even remember. Oh, manual transmissions. Yeah, they're all different now. Yeah. The manual transmission drivetrain, that one, that's there. But I don't know I what they're going. I, I don't know what they're going to change on that. I don't know. I have. Oh, I can tell you this: the automatic one. I remember that one. Well, that, that one's one, changed. Technology's changed well, on automatics. Yeah, they used to talk about some of the inside of the transmission. Now they don't even really, they don't really do that anymore. They just, it's all about the outside electronics, and that's about it. Well, diagnosing it because that's yeah. more more different. Yeah. Well, so but the uh, the, the thing like manuals though is still the, I mean questions still on there like like they got they 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 have a um, a slider and the fork and then they're like measuring in between. What are they measuring? Well, that's still old school, but that's not going to change. You know, that's that one be they the can't. Same. That, besides There's, that, uh, s- standard transmissions. I mean, I, I I don't mind a standard transmissions, but they are slowly becoming. Obsolete. They're still out there, but there's not that many of them. You're right. Most people get automatics. They do. Yes. I mean, just so, just just one of those things for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's what we uh, um, for sure. You know, so interesting. But yeah, no. So the tests were good. I passed them as always. 
Isn't that funny? Master tech. You know what? Isn't they still funny? let me be a master tech. Isn't that funny, though? They won't give you results until you walk out the door now. And I was like, I wonder why. I wonder if people are getting ballistic inside the building. No, that's, they email, now they go right to your email. No, I know, but they used to, like, when you when they first went into that, that computer thing, when you walked when you walk down and said to the guy and he would give you your stuff, because when you go in that room, they tell you, you know, empty your pockets, we need your ID, you know, all yeah, that kind of blah, yeah. blah, blah. But when you come back to sign out that you were leaving, the guy would give you your results right there. And Yeah, but they don't, now everything's touchless. So, and of course, you don't see them because you can't have your phone on you. They get put, yeah. everything goes in a little locker, right? And all you got is a little locker key. You have nothing in your pockets, nothing electronic, nothing like that. Uh, obviously, for good reason. People would cheat, I'm sure. Um, but uh, so then as soon as you get your phone out, my email was there and all, all four of them were there, that, the results. So, I, I mean, so how, who would go ballistic how, over failing a test at the guy that's the proctor? He doesn't even know anything about this. All he does is run I'm the sure it happens. <laughs> I'm sure it happens. That's all I'm going to say. I'm sure it freaking happens. I was I... cheated. Anyway. All right. Moving on. Let's grab uh, Dennis and Lucadia. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning. Happy Saturday, gentlemen. Yeah. Happy Saturday to you, my friend. It looks like it's going to be a beautiful weekend. Uh, yes. I have a 96 T100. Okay. It's been leaking and it drives my wife crazy. It's like, get rid of it. Get something that doesn't leak. Fuck. <laughs> So my question is, is there a, a sequence where, like, you bring it in and you power wash it? Or Correct. I power is, wash do you, and then? Do you know, is it leaking engine oil, transmission fluid? Do you know what kind of fluid it's leaking? Uh, you know what? I I do not. Gotcha. But I changed, I changed the oil myself, but since I recently retired i hardly put any miles on the thing so i haven't done it in quite a while gotcha yes so usually what we do with that is get the vehicle in you're right clean it up spray it down uh and then we add dye usually to whatever uh system appears to be leaking so like if it's like engine oil or transmission fluid we can add dye to any of those power steering whatever and then from there we use it and run it figure out okay this is what's leaking on the vehicle and go from there Sometimes there's more than one leak. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you have to start to, uh, like, if we end up with a vehicle that we know has a, an intake leak that's leaking oil out of the back of it, we clean everything off and we'll recommend to start there because that oil comes down the motor and it can cause, you know, so you clean everything off, get that leak fixed, and then double check and go from there. But usually it's just one point point leak, so... Um, but yeah, I can understand your wife's concern. I don't want, I don't want nothing leaking on my driveway either. Right. So do you do that? And how long does that take to, um, put the dye in and then find the leak? Is it right away or do you? Oh, well, I mean, usually that day. So usually we set up your appointment to drop the vehicle off and then, uh, uh, that day we'll clean it, dye it. They drive it, put it up, recheck it. So usually we can figure out what's going on the same day. Yes. All right, that's good. I got one more question for you. Sure. A while ago, you mentioned a device that you can put in your car and you put like essence of peppermint oil to keep rodents out of the engine compartment and glove compartment and so forth. Correct. What, yes. What was that device and where do you get it? Well, <laughs> they were these little cans and they sold them through Amazon and the. The name escapes me of the company right now, but the company, they don't have them anymore. They don't exist anymore, I, I just noticed. So I, I'm actually looking for, yeah, it, it was called God, God, or Guard Father, yeah, LLC. 
But I'm telling you, I, I keep looking back at uh, um, Amazon and that through for, through them. They were a seller on Amazon, and and I and it keeps saying out of stock. So um, unless somebody picks up and starts making, I I think maybe that company stopped making those, which is a real bummer because they were great little cans. They come loaded already with these little bags and stuff and peppermint oil, and then you could just add peppermint oil to them more as you needed. You didn't have to buy another can. So. Um, yeah, I have several of those on some vehicles that I have that I don't drive a whole lot, and it keeps keeps them away. You're right. What was the size of the can? Um, Did you use a it, box? You know what? You it was like a shoe polish can. Yeah, like a shoe polish can. A little bit bigger than like if you're familiar like with chewing tobacco, you know that comes in a tin like Copenhagen or or Skull. A little bigger than that. So. Um, but yeah, Kevin's right. You could you, actually a shoe polish can. If you had an empty shoe polish can, you could put holes in it, glue a magnet right. on the back of it, and 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 use that. It's about that size, you know. So I don't right. know what what are you three inches, Kevin? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's like an inch and a half tall or two inches tall. Right? Yeah, yeah, three inches across, something like that. Yeah. All right, that's good. Hey, and thank you for your show. No problem, you guys, mate. You guys are a service to humanity here. Well, thanks. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, they allow us to do it because you guys listen in and, and participate. So, appreciate y'all. All right. Happy Saturday, Jim. You got it. Same to you. Have a wonderful weekend. Be safe out there. Bye. Bye. So, good question. Yeah, it was Guardfather LLC is what think, it was. I think that's what it was. Yeah, and it doesn't. But I don't think that. Uh, I, I haven't seen. I haven't looked lately, but. Uh, I haven't either because every, every time I looked, it was always off anyway. So I was like, eh. Yep. 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 I'm sure you could, you know, figure it out and make your own. Put cotton balls in there and just squirt the, uh, poke some holes in top of the can, squirt back on, you know, or after you, you know, fill the cotton balls full of peppermint oil and try it that way. You could do that. Um, yeah. So I'm still like reusing the ones that I had. I have three of them on the one. Uh, on well, I'm saying if you didn't have one. Yeah, you had correct. to start from scratch. You could just, you know. Definitely keeps them away. And smells way better than mothballs, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> no question. Okay. I just looked it up, too, and they, it's still unavailable on I Amazon. So. Yeah, I th- I think the company quit making them. I really do. So, um, But you can't. He, uh, he's he got the right idea. You can make your own, for sure. Like Kevin's shoe polish can, some can like that. Just super glue a magnet to the bottom of it so it, you can stick it somewhere in the in the engine compartment, and you're good to go. So... One of those things. You're off and running. You're off and running with your peppermint oil, but it is pure extract pe- peppermint oil, and it works the best for sure. Uh, all right, let's grab uh, Lori real quick. Good morning, Lori. Hello. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? Good. Thank you. What you got going on this morning? Well, I was just thinking of your industry, and you're talking about cars and uh, the, you know, the fuel the old-fashioned fuel cars, mm-hmm. and with all the new standards that are changing, how are you transitioning and repairing electric or or gas and uh, battery-type cars? Um, and, and looking at that ahead, what would you recommend uh, a, a buyer get into? And for the future, we're seeing how California's regulations are headed. It's those are some great questions, um, for sure. And so, uh, 
we we've been working on hybrids for forever. I mean, since they started and came out after they were three or four years old. So we do a lot of that work. Um, no matter what it is, whether it's a, all electric or hybrid or whatever, there's always repairs on vehicles. We have battery issues, electronic issues. We have brake issues, all, all those kind of things that go along with them. Uh, so uh, we've transitioned quite well into doing a lot of that stuff when it comes to hybrids and some electric vehicles now that we're seeing. Uh, but uh, I, I think, uh, well, let, isn't everything have to be, what What year did they say, Kevin? That to, your gov- the governor here signed into effect certain year that uh, there'll be no more. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's in the 30s. Like yeah, 35. 30, 35 or 36, 20, 35 or 36 transition. I think so, yes. Um, I will probably be retired, to be honest with you, by <laughs> that point. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, as far as that goes, uh, um, we'll, we just, with everything, I mean, uh, you know, I look back to in the 80s when everything was going electronic on vehicles and people in the industry were freaking out like oh this is you know we're going to fuel injection we're changing all these and you know what we just keep learning about them repairing them and moving on is what we do and that's that's what's going to happen with the vehicles uh as far as that there's a lot of people that dropped out back then too they're like we're done that's true too that's true too i so things change though you got to change with the market to keep moving you, you do, and stay up with technology if you're going to stay in the industry. For people like us that repair vehicles, obviously. Um, are, are you hearing that the, the, there will be other things? I mean, you know, the, the, the gas and the battery hybrid cars and, and as well as electric, which they seem to be pushing a lot. From what I read on that thing, they want to be, be all electric. Everything being yeah. sold after then all electric. Now, let's be honest. It will take quite a while for all the cars that we have now and coming up to that point that have been sold to to go anywhere. So it'll be long past. I mean, I'll, I'll probably be past and gone, to be honest with you, by the time there's no no gasoline cars on the road. I, I That also could transcend back a different direction. Um, I don't, and it might happen. I mean, it could. I mean, there's like, I mean, even Ford's building an F-150 that's all electric. Is GM building an all electric truck too, Kevin? Uh, I don't, uh, um, I know Hummer, there's an all electric Hummer. There's so. also a new company in Evolve or something that they started in Ohio. Mm-hmm. They're, they're taking over one of GM's old plant. They're making an all electric, uh, truck SUV. Yeah. Or yeah they're comparing it to the F-150, but it has a motor in every wheel. So they're considering it four wheel drive. And they said, cause we have no drivetrain. Well, this interesting. Tr- this truck actually does better on power and stuff, and we can control the wheels. And- so on those vehicles, we'll be replacing wheel motors. I see it coming already. Yes. Or damage to the wiring to them. Or what it, so, I mean, there will always be something to do. But um, I think there, there's always going to be – I guess we're going to have to end up with charging stations and all that. I, I'm just interested to see, and in, in, in obviously, uh, uh, where we go with all this because – I don't know if you need to produce all this electricity to plug all these cars in and charge them. You're still creating quite. We're going to be creating quite the carbon footprint. Those those windmills out there aren't going to uh, to to make all this electricity for the, for these cars. So it, it, it this it's going to be interesting where we go and how far we go with this for sure. So I yeah. I, 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 I I'm just kind of watching, but we will continue to evolve and repairing what whatever is on the market just like we've always done so um, oh, you don't think there'll be a shortage of repair places and that'll make the prices go up because um 
No, no. I, I think I think just like everything else, we'll all continue to evolve with it. Now, I will tell you this: we there is a lot of things that have um, curved out as far as with things such as uh, um, Kevin was talking about the technology on transmissions. There used to be transmission shops all the over that just dealt with that. A lot of those are gone now because they couldn't keep up with the technology. So, uh, a point you might uh, be making there and and i agree with you is that things will come down to like it it these days like for us to stay in in business and all the technology you spend a lot of money doing so so a lot you know there's a lot of smaller folk out there now that just don't do the drivability or 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 the the diagnosis with the electronic stuff or the wiring with all the multiplexing we have in cars now you have to stay up on that stuff and that does start to cost money so you might see fewer aftermarket facilities available that that could happen. Well, it happens anyways. I look at exhaust shops. You don't see them. Why? Because they make the, the exhaust out of stainless steel now, so they don't rust as much as they used to. And Techno- radiator shops, they yeah. build radiators different. And yeah, technology's changed definitely over the years. So, in so, some things come and go so, for sure. So you're saying as a career choice, if you're trying to open a small shop, you're probably not going to do be able to do it. You could do it if you have lots of money. <laughs> because it's exp- the, the equipment is extremely expensive these days. Everything uh, through manufacturers and stuff that we use, we buy software from them. That's the manufacturer software to talk talk to these cars and do those things. So anyway, the great questions though for sure. Sure, thank you. No problem. Thanks for calling in. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful, uh, safe weekend out there. Same to you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Uh, didn't didn't want to cut her off, but we're gonna have to we're gonna have to end here because Brendan's gonna kick us off the radio. That's what he does. He's flipping levers and pushing buttons in there, <laughs> hanging up on people and doing stuff like that. I see what he does. He's looking a little angry today. <laughs> I'm a happy man. Can't yeah. complain. Hey, you're a great guy, man. And we 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 wouldn't want anybody else to be our producer or board op for you're sure. Make a tear come down my eye. I know. I know. That's how much we love you, man. How much we love you. So, uh, well, without you, we couldn't do this. Trust me. I, I, I one time had a, radio, had a radio show and make it short and simple. Uh, a board op didn't show up and I stared at the board like, huh, I don't know nothing about this. It's not a car. I, I listen, I'm sorry for that time. Uh, one time. No, at the no, very- no, 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 I'm not. I, I actually wasn't talking about you. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you. This actually happened, uh, uh, back in the day at the, at the old station and no kidding. Nobody showed up and the thing went off air. It went dead air. And then, uh, the uh, guy that's the uh, was the lead guy showed up, come running in off the golf course, like to fit. Yeah, it was amazing. Anyway, San Diego and everybody out there, we do appreciate you joining us here at Auto Talk Radio. Uh, go to westautomotivegroup.com and uh, you can uh, obviously get to all our podcasts and all that from this and and uh, grab anything else that you want from there. Make appointments if you need to get your vehicle in. We're here to help you. Four locations in San Diego, AAA approved. We love y'all, and we will see you next Saturday. This has been Auto Talk Radio on K-Praise and The Answer San Diego. Till next week. Bye.
for answers to all your automotive questions. Tune in every week at this same time for Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. To learn more about Brian, become a guest or sponsor of the show, or if you have additional questions, visit thewestautomotivegroup.com. That's thewestautomotivegroup.com. And click on Auto Talk Radio. Join us again next week for more Auto Talk. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group.